advertisement marketers average that a person sees between 4,000 to 10,000 ads a day. That's literally crazy. But how do we know which ones affect us and which ones leave us on the edge wanting more? I'm Mai Pamore. We have Maddie Conti and hey. Lauren McSpadden. Hello. And this is our podcast. And basically our podcast is about advertisements and what advertisements have impact on society and how they impact consumers' behavior in general. Basically, the commercialization and monetization of advertisements in our daily lives that drive platforms and how they affect people and their mental, so, emotional, and physical what is health. an ad? How do they work? And why do we even care? So what is an advertisement? An advertisement is a notice or announcement in a public medium promoting a product, service, event, or publicizing a job vacancy. The first ad was on a piece of papyrus and it was created in 3000 BC. But since then, ads have evolved and changed many, many times over the years. Such as color palettes that impacts the advertisement and its perspective on people. Um, these emotional responses uh, consume an audience rather than just words on a page. These um, emotional responses um, dictate the, the likability of an ad and dictate whether people absorb it or not. Yeah, so all of these kind of changes that ads have formed over the years help push products and really just market things and places and ideas to people mm-hmm. such as um like how like so like they get like celebrity endorsements so then you associate a product with a celebrity like how Shaquille O'Neal is like with that one like cruise line I don't remember the name but like I know that I've seen like a lot of advertisements carnival cruises I've seen carnival cruises that's what oh it is. yes I've seen Charlie Puth on subway right. <laughs> <laughs> oh that Beyonce Pepsi ad oh the Beyonce Woo! Pepsi ad so now that we know what an ad is and examples of an ad, how do they work and how do they push these thoughts and ideas to market their products? Article two from Marion Friested and Esther Thornton from the University of Wisconsin in Madison and article three by USC both complement each other in many ways. They both elect emotional responses to advertisement as well as the color palette and the attain to the more likability of an ad, the more people will absorb it. In fact, Article 3 shows that research um, has contrasting colors of two lengths within a single image and can increase the conversation rate of 60% by 60%. That's a lot. Dang, so you guys are saying that basically like every part of an ad is has a purpose behind it to get you to buy this product. Mm-hmm. Like even in advertisements as, like, as big as like Kay's Jewelry Company, like they... Just, like, specifically choose out, like, these happy couples to make you think, like, oh, if I buy this ring and go into, like, this cabin and do, like, a fireplace and my husband will actually love me, and then I can put a ring on it and it'll be great. Hashtag single for life. Hashtag single for life. Even slogans are a form of advertisement, like Chick-fil-A's Eat More Chicken or I'm Loving It from McDonald's. McDonald's. And Chick-fil-A uses empathy actually, to promote their product by saying eat more chicken and having cows as their mascot, it makes you empathize with the cows in traditional, like, burger restaurants. Right. So by eating more chicken, you're saving the cows. And I think a lot of their marketing techniques that center on a cow rather than a chicken um, make you feel bad for um, 
the cows behind traditional fast food burgers. Right, like even in their restaurants, they have like those like big like framed pictures of cows, so you can mm-hmm. literally watch the cow while you're eating. And speaking of mascots, um, recognizable characters that you associate with the brand are so important in like memory and like recollect like recollection, like the Mickey Mouse from Walt Disney or the polar bear for Coca-Cola. Yeah, Article Two combats this, pro- and it's and it suggests that. When people watch a commercial, it can be seen um, by the emotion, um, the slogans, the, the habitats, yeah, the color, um, to induce memories, nostalgia, likelihood that the mental operations create a cinematic information that thus form episodic trances. So, you know, the feeling of when you're watching a commercial and you're just so entranced by it that's exactly what it is so like the stronger the emotional connection the stronger the connection is in your memory Mm -hmm. so like that can be anywhere from super sad like those drive uh, drinking and driving or those texting and driving psas Mm -hmm. or super funny like the pineapple apple pen um commercials from like the super bowl 15 percent 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on, on car insurance. Yeah. Or Liberty Mutual with their um, emu. And oh, the emu, yeah. Liberty, 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 liberty. Speaking of liberty, jingles are another great form of advertisement. Having a melody that gets stuck in your head is one of the best ways a company can make you think about their brand. There are so many jingles out there like, oh, 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 O'Reilly, auto parts. Woo! And just having a catchy little <laughs> musical like sound effect can really help ads invade people's minds because the memory um, in your brain, the um, audiovisual and really the musical section of your brain is so close and so closely connected to the memory portion. Mm-hmm. So having like it's like why your teachers make you memorize songs in order to memorize like the states or capitals memory is linked directly to music. So when ads play a specific jingle or a specific tune, every time their brand comes on screen, you're, that music's going to get stuck in your head and you're more likely to remember that brand. They're, they're like basically conditioning you into like... It's basically classical conditioning. Right. Mm-hmm. All of this is all fine and dandy, you know? Like, it's interesting to learn about ads and how um, psychology really affects um, people's minds and how um and their buying habits but why do we even care about um all these psychological tricks these companies are using on us well one of the articles we've discussed is um published by first-hand experience with the media and fashion industry um written by flinders university this article or research is about exposure to media images of the thin ideal can negatively impact on women's body image. And when women fall short of these conditions and unrealistic and artificial standards, it lowers their self-esteem and causes them to buy their product, that, which is a supposed fix to their bad situation. Ads you basically know, like make problems so they can deliver the same solutions. Mm-hmm. You know, vanity sizings. Mm-hmm. You may be a medium in one store, but an extra large in another. Well, why does that happen? Why don't why don't women's clothing have a set sizing like men's do? Well, clothing brands will deliberately size down their clothes so a shirt that may be actually an extra large will be labeled as a medium in order to get you to buy it because there's such a big relation with um, 
companies pushing the thin standard that if a clothing brand makes you feel better about yourself makes you feel thinner because you fit into a smaller size you're more likely to buy a medium than you are but to buy an extra large because of that thin ideal that so many companies push it's why you only see thin models advertising clothes Mm -hmm. because if thin is what's considered beautiful the companies want to be seen as beautiful so they're pushing all these beautiful um, people to make you feel beautiful when you buy those clothes. Mm-hmm. Women evaluate their appearances by comparing themselves with the cultural idea of beauty and thinness presented in the media. Right. And this is a problem because, like my said before, companies are purposely making young women, uh, not just women specifically, companies make everyone feel like this, but specifically young women feel bad about themselves in order to market them a solution, which is their brand, their company. So by making people feel negatively about themselves, they're just bringing in money and they're making more and more revenue than they ever have been. And it's even gotten even worse because these like idealistic standards can like basically transfer into eating disorders and much more like worse things. So it is a thing that what you see and what you perceive in the media does have a significant impact in your mental health, in your physical health too.